Chapter Seven of Nature and Art. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Kathleen. Nature and Art by Elizabeth Inchbald. Chapter Seven. The wife of Henry had been dead near six weeks before the dean heard the news. A month then elapsed in thoughts by himself and consultations with lady clementina how he should conduct himself on this occurrence her advice was that as henry was the younger and by their stations in every sense the dean's inferior henry ought first to make overtures of reconciliation the dean answered he had no doubt of his brother's good will to him but that he had reason to think from the knowledge of his temper he would be more likely to come to him upon an occasion to bestow comfort than to receive it for instance if i had suffered the misfortune of losing your ladyship my brother i have no doubt would have forgotten his resentment and she was offended that the loss of the vulgar wife of henry should be compared to the loss of her she lamented her indiscretion in forming an alliance with a family of no rank and implored the dean to wait till his brother should make some concession to him before he renewed the acquaintance though lady clementina had mentioned on this occasion her indiscretion she was of a prudent age she was near forty yet possessing rather a handsome face and person she would not have impressed the spectator with a supposition that she was near so old had she not constantly attempted to appear much younger her dress was fantastically fashionable her manners affected all the various passions of youth and her conversation was perpetually embellished with accusations against her own heedlessness thoughtlessness carelessness and childishness there is perhaps in each individual one parent motive to every action good or bad be that as it may it was evident that with lady clementina all she said or did all she thought or looked had but one foundation vanity if she were nice or if she were negligent vanity was the cause of both for she would contemplate with the highest degree of self-complacency what such a one would say of her elegant preciseness or what such a one would think of her interesting neglect if she complained she was ill it was with the certainty that her languor would be admired if she boasted she was well it was that the spectator might admire her glowing health if she laughed it was because she thought it made her look pretty if she cried it was because she thought it made her look prettier still if she scolded her servants it was from vanity to show her knowledge superior to theirs and she was kind to them from the same motive that her benevolence might excite their admiration forward and impertinent in the company of her equals from the vanity of supposing herself above them she was bashful even to shamefacedness in the presence of her superiors because her vanity told her she engrossed all their observation through vanity she had no memory for she constantly forgot everything she heard others say from the minute attention which she paid to everything she said herself she had become an old maid from vanity believing no offer she received worthy of her deserts 
and when her power of farther conquest began to be doubted she married from vanity to repair the character of her fading charms in a word her vanity was of that magnitude that she had no conjecture but that she was humble in her own opinion and it would have been impossible to have convinced her that she thought well of herself because she thought so well as to be assured that her own thoughts undervalued her End of chapter 7